0: Welcome to The Cyberman Show, a place that makes you smarter about Cyberverse. Be it cyber security, cloud, emerging tech, startups, or ideas, we have it all. Let's begin. Hey everyone, welcome to today's uh, session. So today we'll be going through some of the incidents that I've been uh, looking at in cyber warfare. We'll learn something about ransomware, what's the trend there, there's uh, some new attacks uh, what's happening on the cryptocurrency uh, side from cybersecurity perspective. There is a new vulnerability reported in a particular car manufacturer. So we'll learn about that. There is a new uh, botnet focused on DDoS that's uh, found and also we'll talk some things about mobile uh, security. Okay? Let's get started with cyber warfare. So there's a new group uh, that has been reported. It's called KillNet and uh, it's focused on DDoS as an attack method. Uh, for, and it is targeting Ukrainian uh, organizations or or pro-Ukrainian organization. So for people who don't understand DDoS, uh, the full form is uh, denial of distributed denial of services attack. And in in this attack, what happens is uh, multiple systems try to reach out to a particular service, example a website. And when the number of systems uh, requesting a particular service, like browsing a website, uh, it increases beyond a the threshold, the, ser- the website gives up. Okay, and that's the commonly used uh, method uh, in in this uh, scenario or in this uh, with this actor. Okay, so this group was first spotted in January 2022 uh, when they launched an ad on. Uh, one of the online forums and they promoted their DDoS as a service. So DDoS, you know, people can uh, run their own tools, they can write their own tools or software or they can hire groups like KillNet to conduct those attacks. Now, what they promised is uh, is a decentralized botnet which means it is distributed all across the world That and it leveraged blockchain technology with uh, control of over 700,000 bots. So it seems like a large uh, group of bots or systems Uh, by the way full form of botnet is robotic networks Uh, and then in February what happened is this group uh, pivoted towards hacktivism they launched attacks in response to Anonymous uh, targeting Russian entities uh, after Russia invaded Ukraine so these guys took side of Russia and they were retaliating what Anonymous was doing and we covered this in our uh, previous podcast, where we had we showed some of the incidents where Anonymous hacked uh, some of the Russian uh, ministries, some departments. They in fact uh, uh, breached one of or one more than one media outlets, uh, showing uh, the real uh, video clippings of uh, what's happening in Ukraine oh, on the ground. Okay. Now, Kilnet, claimed to take down the official website of the president of Ukraine and 25 other Ukrainian state websites in their DDoS attacks. But in the last four months they have been known to target websites of eight Polish airports uh, because of Poland's supply of material to Ukraine. They also breached 12 entities in the Czech Republic across sectors like aviation, banking, government, military and telecom. They also attacked nine Estonia-based entities in government, military, and telecom sectors and eight major internet ISPs and two traffic exchanges that are based in Ukraine. Okay. Now how this group uh, worked in the last few months is they were supported or joined by multiple other groups. So a group called ZAKNEK joined in March and they announced it. And, uh, they said that they will launch DDoS attack against critical infrastructure and government of Ukraine. Then a group called FACnet joined them and and again, uh, what they promised is they will launch DDoS campaign, campaigns against public and private sector organizations located in countries that support Ukraine. And then a subgroup called Legion was uh, created out from this group to carry out DDoS attacks solely. Now uh, to date, there are six groups that are being tracked under the Legion division, and each group had its own uh, attack site. Right? So it's like making a large structure, and a, once the large structure is in place, they create smaller teams to carry out attacks on specific organizations uh, based on whatever decisions that are being made. Now how they are doing it, uh, or we call them TTPs, Tool Tactics and Procedures. So they've been using Telegram and they're providing links of various scripts to launch these attacks. Uh, so a common tool that has been there for ages is called uh, Loic or Low Orbital Canon. And then uh, some other tools like crypto sensors, Instance sensors, etc. And also they have their own DDoS malware. Okay. Now how they are recruiting members is they are posting ads on multiple online communities. There are uh, 50,000 members of multiple cha- telegram channels that are supposed to be associated with this group. because most of these subscribers of these channels, they are not involved in actual killing operations. Okay? However, a telegram channel associated with Legion has grown from 2800 members in the beginning of May to 7600 members in, in the beginning of June. Okay? Now, specific to those six groups that you remember from legion none of them have more than 300 members now so it's very common for people to join and 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 look at what's happening in this group doesn't mean all of them are uh, cyber criminals but some of them are carrying out activities like that okay now also in another uh, incident a group of chinese uh, hackers have been reported uh, to target uh, u.s reporters uh, before the capital attack as well as Russian invasion. And so this is a new report talking about how long these uh, cyber actors or cyber criminals have been active. So there are two groups. One group is called TA-412 also known as Zirconium. Another group called uh, TA-459. So for those who are new to cyber security it's very common for uh, companies or researchers cyber security researchers to give a identify to these cyber criminals and sometimes uh, multiple companies that could be tracking same group of cyber criminals and they come up with their own names and hence you see uh, multiple names coming from for, with for the same group okay now going back to t412 the, they have uh, been sending phishing emails to, to these us-based journalists since early 2021 and uh, it's believed that this this group of uh, actors are aligned to chinese government interest. okay uh, also in 2022 they were this group was also uh, reported to connect be connected to the us presidential campaign as well as other think tanks that focused on international relations okay now why they are targeting journalists because journalists handle sensitive information before it becomes public right and their reporting requires maintaining source networks across government and the private sector. Now, if anybody who's targeting Chinese government, which in this case happened, so these journalists were writing uh, issues about China's social media privacy, also uh, Chinese disinformation campaign, uh, which signaled uh, interest uh, from the China state in these narratives, because then it can lead to negative global opinion or perception of, uh, or perception of China. Right? So they become subjects of interest for the China uh, state government and uh, that's when these groups I believe started uh, uh, targeting these uh, people. Okay? Now how they're working or TDPs? They are targeting the work email accounts of journalists. This is the most common method using phishing emails. They have uh, also leveraged a uh, technique called web beaconing or, or so known as tracking pixels. Now, this technique is typically used in, in websites to track number of unique visitors. Uh, uh, so what, what happens is the website uh, would contain a code or an image that uh, will not be visible to the end user but it gets downloaded on the browser of the person who's browsing and it tracks unique properties of this system and eventually shows it on the website and similar technique can be implemented on the email side also so going back to this case uh, in this scenario uh, what the end user gets is an email and i'll i'll remind you some of something which is very common is when you uh, receive certain emails that have images the the email client tip often does not download images uh, they uh, they re- it, they typically block it or they let you do it manually. Now, same thing is happening in this case. So these images that were part of the email, uh, once the users downloads them, they send a request back to their uh, master server or the controlling server, where data like uh, their the end user's external visible IP address, user agent string, or email address, and uh, status of the user account uh, is sent to the servers of uh, maintained by attacker. Okay? This was done by this group. The other group was using uh, malicious document created using the Royal Road uh, creator and this is something that we discussed in the last podcast also so this software if you uh, upload a malicious uh, software uh, in this case example Chinoxy malware along with a word file or RTF file the output of that uh, software can be a malicious one file okay then some the attacker can set that as an email attachment and in this case this software uh, or this email contained links to some of the um, media uh, communication by uh, an event and the software or the malware was uploading uh, data to a compromised Pakistani government uh, email address to send emails okay uh, so it looked normal to anybody who's reading but even in the back end it's sending or uploading data Okay, so that was on the cyber warfare side also there's a new botnet uh, so botnets are very common in, in, in the world of cyber security uh, but Mantis uh, is something new what, what they have done is they've been running or the cyber criminals have been running this botnet on uh, hacked virtual servers which are hosted in the uh, cloud-based data centers. So t- for the last few years, what was happening is the cyber cybercriminals would get hold of vulnerable uh, routers uh, or DVRs, uh, and then these software, these routers or cameras will uh, run the cap- the DOS attacks. Okay, but in this case, these. Uh, this botness was operating from these 5000 compromised systems these machines are powerful which means the capacity of attack was high so it led to around 26 million rps on june 20 in in june and that that was eventually blocked it was a brief attempt Uh, but uh, computationally it was very expensive Uh, and uh, then this botnet launched 3000 HTTP DDoS attacks and 36% of these attacks were targeted against telco and internet sectors as well as game publishers and news organizations. Okay. It also attacked some of the French organization website, gambling website and e-commerce platforms. So for, for me, the interesting part was use of cloud uh, providers' infrastructure. Now you have to refer back to the shared uh, cybersecurity response or model or shared responsibility model in the cloud world. The cloud provider doesn't uh, uh, take responsibility of cybersecurity for your infrastructure. Let's say you're launching a website. Simplest example: you are putting it one of the cloud providers. You own the security of that website. Okay, so no provider guarantees that unless you have taken a service from them so you know be careful on what you're subscribing uh, and be at least maintain basic cyber security uh, controls on your uh, uh, applications or websites that you are uh, m- managing or maintaining okay? moving on to the ransomware side uh, there is a new ransomware uh, tied to uh, North Korea it's called Holy Ghost and the group that has been uh, behind it is uh, tracked as dev0530 this is this group is targeting little to mid sized business including uh, manufacturing corporations financial institutes educational institutes etc and uh, what this ransomware does is it encrypts all the file with the next, all the files on the system with the holy ink extension the payments are done using bitcoin the user is redirected to the, an onion web page Okay, and also they are uh, known to deploy double extortion scheme, which means they are telling their victims that if you don't pay ransomware, we'll leak this data uh, on social media or we'll tell it to your clients. Okay, which means reputation is a threat, so organizations would most likely pay. Now, this threat actor, Dev0530, has been known as uh, uh, Plutonium, also, or Dark Soul, and Endari. So, multiple names, uh, and, uh, and they've been. Uh, Used, uh, they've been using resources by uh, this, uh, you know, uh, by the uh, uh, the group called Plutonium. Okay, now, uh, so just to clarify this, Dev 530 is associated. Now, this could be same people, subgroup It could be a subgroup of these this actor group, or it can be subcontractors. So anything, uh, it could be anything when it comes to thread you no know, threat groups. There have been multiple changes happening across the world uh, uh, as far as these uh, cyber-convillances are concerned. Okay. Now also, uh, there is a new trend happening on the ransomware side. The ransomware providers are making searchable databases of victim data. So a group called BlackCat, also known as Elfie, they uh, they put up uh, ads on website that they have uh, sites available where you anybody can look for stolen data for their targets. Uh, so Logbit have also done it uh, apart from uh, Blackcat and Logbit has been... Uh, uh, they have created a new domain and this domain uh, contains victim data leaks in files. Okay, And it contains data from uh, both past and present victims. Now, typically this data is sold... Uh, Uh, using a commercial model or it can be free also depending on the sensitivity of data, how relevant it is etc. Going to Black Cat again. Black Cat has become bolder. They have recently demanded a ransomware of 2.5 million dollars. The victim is not known yet. Supposedly they are based in Nordics and uh, this is uh, highest amount to my knowledge that they have offered so far. Not the highest act asked by uh, any uh, ransomware uh, group so far. I remember in 2021, 70 million was asked by this group called Revel. And Black Hat is one of the fastest-growing uh, ran- uh, ransomware as a service-based uh, cyber gang, and they use multiple techniques of extortion, which includes encryption of systems, file data theft, DDoS attack, and harassment. Okay. Now, by the way, they also offer discounts. Not not just black Hat, most of these uh, ransomware providers they ask some money and typically at 50 percent or lower they are uh, they negotiated close the transaction Uh, this group has been known to attack multiple customers uh, or multiple organizations including swissport Infab. They they also targeting florida international university and university of north carolina i Okay. they also attacked Bandai Namco. If you remember Bandai Namco, they are creators one of one of my favorite games called Pac-Man, also taken, I love it, uh, when I used to play. And they are a Japanese uh, video game giant. They are number three in terms of revenue in Japan uh, in the uh, video gaming company uh, sector. Okay, so their revenue was $7 billion in 2021. Uh, they added uh, Bandai, Na- so Black Cat added Bandai Namco in their list of victims, but Bandai Namco hasn't confirmed that it was this particular group. They are saying that we are investigating, we'll get back to you. There are some, there is a breach done by a third party, and uh, we are investigating. And th- they also promise that they will uh, release details of the attack once the investigation is concluded. And Black Cat has been growing, right? So right, I think they are on number three in terms of the uh, ransomware focused gangs. Also ransomware have hit a debt collection firm called PFC, uh, professional finance company. So this company, manages in uh, debt, unpaid debt of hospitals and healthcare organizations. So they have around 650 customers. And in this particular attack, data of uh, around 1.9 million patients, is effective. This data contains patient names, addresses, account balances, and in some instances, birth dates, social security numbers, health insurance information, and treatment data. Now, they have done a data breach disclosure. Two, two of their customers, Bay Health Medical Center in Delaware, as well as Coleman County Medical Center in Texas, have also done a data breach notification. This is mandated as part of the data uh, cybersecurity laws of. Uh, America, so it is good. But remember, this is not the first time a debt collection agency has been had Another organization called AMCA was also uh, attacked, and they had uh, uh, around 20 million re- records of patients that were stolen. Now, if if you're wondering, hey, this is another cyber security ransomware attack. You no, know, yes, but learn any organization that doesn't have cyber basic cyber security controls in place, they will be attacked. Either to make money, either to steal sensitive data, and then eventually sell it underground. So, if you are in the business of of IT or you are using IT for a business, please implement these cyber security controls. Uh, very important. Uh, you are part of a larger supply chain ecosystem, and you know you can always get impacted or become part of another uh, uh, attack. Okay. Uh, Moving on to the crypto side. uh, There is a new crypto mining attack that was found in this this system. So these are essentially systems that were hosted on Microsoft Azure. Uh, Hackers were able to exploit Azure. uh, Not Azure but the bad configuration. So typically what happens is these hackers will try to find open machines. It's pretty easy to write a script today. A Lot of scripts are available open source. You can scan the entire internet in less than an hour. I've seen instances where a new exploit comes, example, Hafnium from Microsoft, uh, for Microsoft Exchange came last year. Within a few days, there was exploits running on internet to find servers that ha- that are exchange servers. Okay, So it's, it has become that fast because of the larger computing power. But going back to this attack, so these cyber criminals, they ex- uh, they were able to breach the cloud deployments of systems by exploiting a, a, a flaw in the environment configuration like a weak credential and patch software uh, or a misconfigured uh, cloud in, infrastructure, right? So they, what they do is then they mine crypto over there in these instances. Also, uh, in the uh, GitHub actions, uh, they would put their code and so that... Uh, you know, uh, the, the GitHub actions-based workflows implement crypto mining in the software that it is tied with. So uh, uh, please monitor uh, cybersecurity best practices even in your uh, CI/CD pipelines. I recommend doing a DevSecOps process relevant to latest threats. Okay. Don't just do basic things. Uh, you know, basic cybersecurity is always good, but uh, always look for threats like crypto mining in your infrastructure. So there are a lot of third-party uh, security tools that do that. Okay, they provide you this functionality and then you keep on uh, adding your analysis or your understanding of these threats over it. Okay. Also uh, cryptocurrency mixers are getting popular. So uh, uh, there is a report that said that 51.8 million worth of crypto was mixed. Now uh, in, in uh, uh, April, so I mean this only tells me one thing, lot of bad guys are going, going towards mixing services because mixing is typically used to obfuscate off- uh, sources of fun, uh, generally people don't do that, okay uh, I, for privacy, yes yeah, sure, but how many people understand it, not many we have spoken about this in the past. Uh, a mixer called Tornado Cash was used by Lazarus group of North Korea to fund, to cash out, not uh, cash out, to uh, uh, take out uh, 37 or around 40 million dollars. I don't remember the number correctly, but it was a large amount of money. Okay? So that attack, the the law enforcement companies can't find the sources of fund. Okay, so. That is uh, is a new trend. Uh, also, uh, in terms of smart tech, which is old generation hardware mixing with latest software, Honda um, uh, cars' uh, specific vulnerability is reported. So earlier this year, Honda was forced to fix a specific vulnerability that allowed their uh, cars uh, uh, to be, you know, they allowed hackers to start and uh, uh, open the vehicles okay and this was done by uh, eavesdropping on the unencrypted radio frequency between the key fob and the car to solve this problem what honda did is they implemented a logic that created multiple random numbers between the key fob and the car however this is also exploited now somebody hacked it and uh, there are uh, you know reports that at least 10 popular models of honda released between 2020 2012 uh, to now have found uh, to be more susceptible to this attack and uh, which you know uh, lets leads them to claim that all honda models are vulnerable so i'm sure honda will will look after this but uh, you know as everything gets smarter these things will come up okay so make sure you are talking to a provider, you, are, you have a basic firewall or a smart router in place. Uh, there are a lot of good uh, Wi-Fi routers available uh, on internet that have a basic firewall. Keep changing your passwords, just don't uh, use these basic uh, passwords that are available as part of the, uh, any smart device that you are buying. Okay? Moving on to the mobile threads, there's a new malware uh, on Android called Mailbot. Uh, mailbot is a banking malware banking focus malware specifically it steals passwords bank details and content of crypto wallets from its user it bypasses multi-factor authentication it can also access your text messages steal web browser cookies and also capture screenshots and it can spread itself by hijacking sms capabilities so it sends an sms to all your contacts and you know this is number three right now in june uh, followed, uh, you know, uh, so alien bot is number one followed by Anubis and then male So it's very popular right now. Guys, sorry if you're hearing the noise of, of dogs. Uh, I, you know, uh, yeah. And then WhatsApp has come up with a notification that uh, please don't use fake versions of or modified version of WhatsApp if they're promising something that WhatsApp doesn't offer. Typically, it's some malicious software. Okay. Also uh, noticeable advisories, so in uh, Feb 2022 uh, DHS launched its first Cyber Safety Review Board comprising of 15 members from both private and public sector organizations and this uh, group has recently come up with their first report that mentions Log4j, calling it an endemic vulnerability. They, what they are saying is there's so many unpatched systems on internet that it will take at least a decade to fix all of them. Okay, so I think Log4j is first endemic vulnerability to my knowledge in my memory. Uh, if you have heard of anything, let me know. But I think this is interesting with Biden uh, administration taking cybersecurity so seriously. So that was it for today. I'm always thankful to the sources who help us get this knowledge. Thanks to all of you who are listening to this. Keep learning, keep growing, and I'll see you next time.